this month, Metal Blade Records will release the latest installment of the label's legendary compilation, Metal Massacre 15. Curated by Decibel Magazine's editor-in-chief, Albert Madrian, the collection will once again contain a sampling of contemporary heavy metal and features exclusive tracks from Midnight, Many Suffer, and Ripped to Shreds. Purchase your copy of Metal Massacre 15 now at metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. Once again, guys, the compilation we've all been waiting for. Metal Massacre 15. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash Metal Massacre. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I'm always joined by Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Also, Sylvia, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow our other co hosts, Joslyn Sharp. That's J O Z A L Y N Sharp. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Jocelyn Sharp. On TikTok, she's at The Wizard of Jaws. And if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, oh, it's going to be a joy, guys. I got Dino from Fear Factory on the show. We're here to talk about the new record, Aggression Continuum. It's coming out June 18th. But before we do that, as always, we got to discuss the Metal Sucks news. Who's dying? Who's fighting? Who's dying? Who's racist? Who's raping? Who's rapping? All right, before we get to rape and rap. (laughs) Is that a new genre? They go hand in hand. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say no. No, they don't. I'm kidding. Come on. (laughs) I'm going to say they don't go hand in hand. No, I know. I don't know. They don't go in. They really don't. I see rape and rap skipping, holding hands. Yeah, you can rape to country. It's 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 very true. I mean, it's not like it's the not as fun, but yeah, it's it's very true. Yeah, the rhythm's off, but it's okay. All right, we got to get off this. Okay, you might want to. You might want to cut this out. All these jokes are getting. No, I'm not going to cut this. Okay, okay. here we go. Keep it in. Let's go. All right. So before we get before we get to the kind of ugly story this week, I'm I'm sure everybody knows about what happened with Dave Elfison. Let's talk about some stuff that made us happy. All right. Okay. Okay. First thing. Let's not speak on behalf of everybody i'm sure some people were very happy everybody's happy some people are very happy with with dave with dave yeah. no i doubt it metalocalypse eight years ago i think it was gone 2013 is what we think i didn't look it up but that's the time frame we think we we're right on it's getting a movie good i am ecstatic about that i really feel the show was kind of like pulled out from under our rugs and it seemed like the popularity was happening and this to me is not nostalgia this is doing the right thing finally okay nobody pulls anything out from under a rug mm-hmm. you pull the rug out from people no i like to say things backwards <laughs> oh my god i didn't catch that <laughs> yes He's like, i like to pull the whole floor out underneath the rug so <laughs> it's a strong person um i i like to i like when i'm yelling at somebody in mm-hmm. front of their front door i like to slam their front door in my face and walk away That's i don't want them <laughs> slamming the door I wish you took control you took control i'm like in that you know situation. what this is an altercation i don't like you and i slam Pete, their door. i want oh. in my face but it's kind of like slamming the door at their face yeah yeah i want pete yes to, it is as well but they're gonna sit there and be like did that dude just slam 
my door and his yeah, face. Yeah. They're going to get confused and then I'm gone. I want Pete to give classes to Mormons on how to slam a door <laughs> in their face, <laughs> in, their, in their own face. Hey, well, I'm here with a book of Mormon. Like, yeah. what if you're talking to someone? Oh, I'm saying take the power back. That's oh. what it is. That's a big take the power back. Move. I don't, I don't hang up on people because it, people call you back. For starters, so you have uh-huh. to just, you have to get it resolved. For starters, I am going to tell you right you now. You don't want that voice message. Speaking yeah. from someone that has been hung up on from Pete. Pete's a liar. He's hung up on me several times. So, granted, all. From like a deserving, all deserving, <laughs> but yes. Oh wow, I probably have hung up. Yeah, with yeah. Brandon. We've done that a bunch. Pete's a liar. Pete's Pete, a no, liar. Pete is on a, occasion. Pete's a fibber, not I don't a liar. Remember. Your pants are on fire. Yeah, his pants exactly. Normally, I look. I don't hang up on people that I. <laughs> I guess, Your jeans are I guess smoking. I treat people that I I don't know better than What's like that my smoke best friend. Around Pete? Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Pete, well, that's a, that's the one thing with friends, and then you treat strangers. your friends worse than strangers. Yes, you yeah. do. You treat do. your friends do. worse, than, yeah. and I do. I do the same thing, but at the same time, though, it's like. Okay, you treat your friends obviously better than strangers, but then you also treat your friends more than it's like <laughs> with strangers. You with strangers, I always feel like you know you treat them like pop music. Like tr- strangers, you're like, all right, I'll just give you Taylor Swift, something very palatable. Mm-hmm. Hi, how you doing? But it's like with friends, mm. that's when you get into the real shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Here, you know? here, here's a real record. Yeah, yeah here's yeah. a real record. Uh, yeah, I get that. And so, anyways, um, do you think this is a good move on the uh, writers or you know the Metalocalypse movie? Yeah, it's not their fault. It was Cartoon Network's fault. I, oh, Brandon Smalls wanted to put this out for years. I see. I see. I see. Uh, I think this is a fantastic move. I personally, I'm hoping that this makes the band tour again. I'm assuming there's going to be another record. This yes. is me. I mean, all that stuff we're just assuming because with a, a movie music, it, I'm assuming it's a musical. I've had <laughs> I've had tickets to see Metalocalypse or, or, or Death Clock. I've had the tickets to see them like three times and all three times either a they canceled or b something came up and i couldn't go you know i what did mean? see man that. Yeah. I saw maybe them. don't see the movie i know oh. shit yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're bad luck yeah i go there to see the movie and just everything just crashes i saw him with the with mastodon doing crack the sky in its entirety mastodon opened for them and high on fire man i, I think oh, that's high right on fire i think it was met i think it was death clock headlining mastodon and high on fire you know and this was yeah, I guess this would be about 10 years ago. But I, I, yeah, I did see Metalocalypse one time. And dude, Death yeah. Clock. And Br- I'm telling you, Brendan Small, it's like you want to talk about straight up talent. I mean, God damn, that guy is. Yeah, yeah and it was it was through the roof talent. The entire I mean, the entire show was fantastic. But I did get to see them once. And I do hope that that kind of becomes a thing again. And they're, yeah, they're back I on. really want that. Even if they don't do a movie, I think that they should tour as Death Clock. They dude. definitely yeah. should tour. And that's probably what the plan is, too. I mean, yeah. it's like I think they'll probably make more on the tour than they would by making the movie. And then popularity-wise, you think that their popularity has risen with this time away, or do you think it's kind of the same? I think if you're a metalhead, you've already come to love Metalocalypse. It's part of the culture. Mm. They really are. Think about it. I mean, it's like it really is the only thing that is like comedy-related that is also centered around metal. Everything else mm-hmm. has got, you know, a hip-hop soundtrack behind it. On, a, main, ca- on, a, on a mainstream main level, level, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and even then, Metalocalypse, it's like, I'm not going to go ahead and say it's a mainstream thing. It's not necessarily a Rick and Morty, you know what I mean? It, it didn't but it's have, still but, up there. But with Metalheads, though, dude, yeah. it's like, yeah, that was our thing. Yeah, absolutely. So excited about that. There's good news. Next story. You guys got anything to add on that one? I will say that... I will slam your door in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Argument over. Slam what? Yeah. Could you imagine how confused somebody would be on the other end? Like, I think what? that's the point. I think what that's the... what Pete wants to do. What just happened? You want to talk about take the power back. <laughs> you know, I wonder like... if, would, if like the person would open it and just be like, fuck you, and then slam it yeah, himself. My, na- my neighbor's dog keeps shitting in my yard, and I'm practicing. I'm going to do this to him. Yeah. Hey, bro, can you please pick up your dog and then grab his door and, and just slam, slam it in his face? Huh? <laughs> what just... What? You know what? Yeah. I think that would be the ultimate insult, because like... 
how dare you take my door and slam your yeah, face exactly. with my door? Uh, 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 yeah. Are they going to open it? Like, how would you react? Do I open this and, and my thing it, is, it's I like Pete knocking, Pete knocking on the door, going, "Excuse me, you know, your dog's dropping a deuce in my yard. Could you stop that slam?" And he pulls it from his way and, and pulls it towards it. himself. It's like. That, number one, that's just saying, that's just letting your neighbor know, look, next time I'm going to fuck you up. Because, you know what I mean? Like, that's, okay. that's like, How that's did like we angry. Get here? Yeah, that's, that's anger right there. If you're just going like, hi, could you do me a favor? Pick up after your dog slam from the other yeah. side. They either, what the hell just happened? You now, know? That you're, now that you're making it more real, there's no possible way I would actually do this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it's like, dude, if, I just tough guide myself like, yeah, I would, yeah. Do that. I would never it's do like that. Pissing on his, it's like pissing on his door. You well, know what what I mean? if their hand was there? What if the, what if I no. hit him with the door? What, what if you like smash your starters, own hand? They have to be like all the way back. Like it's no, got okay. to work. I'm not saying like you I, wait I until they're. This. I'm not saying like you wait until they're in the doorway and then you slam. I mean, it's like they're gonna think about it. They're gonna pull the door towards themselves. Hello. They might have the door in their hand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it so if you pull it, I, so if you pull the door, it might you know it's, it's, it's gonna fly out of their hand. They're or go, it's what? gonna it's gonna take it with them. Yeah, take yeah. it with the door. Oh yeah, yeah. So you might dislocate their shoulder depending on their grip on the handle. Bad idea. Don't slam someone else's door. I think it was a good idea in theory. In like, theory, like, yeah. Like yeah. On paper, it yeah, looks on good. On paper, yeah. it looked like the ultimate go fuck yourself. But yeah. On paper, it was like communism it, where it's like, yeah. it works. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. We can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what do I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh. What do you mean? I work harder. I get the same. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but uh, guys, Metal Sucks audience, do not slam someone else's door. In, in your, your own face. face. In your own face. Or if you do, let us know how it goes. Yeah, please. Too many factors. We've we we just talked it out on this show. Although how awesome that would be, don't do it. Okay. Moving on uh, to the next story. Personally, now, I I kind of want to see it happen now. So if or read if, about it. Yeah. If there's a neighbor that you really don't like, mm-hmm. that, someone might have done it. Somebody might have done it. Just yeah. make sure you get it on film and then uh, tag us in it. Every and time let us I, know that we inspired you. Every mm-hmm. time I think something's an original idea, it's not. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody has thought of it before me. Yeah. When there's and they're, like, they're like, you got that from this. No, I didn't. But Dude, I'll take it. It's so, <laughs> that's just like comedy, bro. It's like when someone you, will hit you up with some movie from 1962. Like, hey, you know that Jack Lemmon movie you stole that from? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art has been recycled so many times, dude. Believe me, man. All you got to do is watch some stand-up comedy and be like, well, I, I watched this guy last night. And it's like, this guy's kind of blowing up. And I'm like, 90% of his act is all Facebook memes. I've seen this shit. <laughs> oh, no. This guy's blowing oh, up. Oh, that's like, worst. Okay, yeah, all right. You that know. sucks. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. That would work on me because I don't. I'm not on Facebook, so I don't see these yeah. names. But this guy would be like, "This guy's hilarious." And it, no, I think it. at that point we think you're really funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're no. genuinely funny. And the funny thing is, is like I'm standing next to people, and I'm like, that are, and I know that are obsessed with Facebook because they're constantly posting and all this stuff, and I'm, yeah. and they're laughing, and I'm like, what? You haven't seen this shit? And you're like, oh my god damn, but whatever. You're ahead of the comedy curve. Next story. This is a comedy story. And then we'll get to Dave Elphiston. Woo! Which is still kind of a comedy story. Uh, it is. It is. Let's come All right. On. Let's do this one first. I don't want to pile on, but let's go do this one first because I really let's can't wait to jump first. into this yeah, one. <laughs> we can't wait. All right. So I want to slip right into it. Oh. Now, now, I'm going to just flat out put it out there. This is just by the numbers. Well done clickbait end of story there's no factual wait, wait. anything to this I, okay let's eliminate okay. the well done let's just say it's well the, done let's just say clickbait no sometimes clickbait is bad okay like, like you click on it and you're like what the fuck like it's a trick this isn't a trick because this is an actual story okay but in actual the actual story is just nonsense okay so that's where i'm at so it's it's well okay. done it's well done it's well good done job. nonsense Ooh. good job metal sucks you guys are masters Hell Anyways, yeah. I clicked on this right away and I laughed my ass off. But they got this from a British tabloid magazine, The Daily Star. And it ran an article 
Okay, and I'm going to read the actual picture of the article because it shows the lead singer of Lordy, of all people. And it says, loud rock linked to craving fatty foods. So metal makes everybody fat. Now, do they have... Pete and I are pretty skinny. Yeah, we're skinny guys. Yeah, you guys but are do fat. they have studies to prove that heavy metal music and fatty foods? No, it's just a headline. That's it. There's a study that they did, but I mean, think about how would that study ever be accurate? That's what I'm getting at. And how can that study ever on any kind of paper, you know, like you're going to see the person you're, you're talking to, but like how, how can that study be accurate to be like loud amps, right? And, uh, and riffs make you want to eat um, McDonald's. I, when, I, when I first saw this, I was like, mm. maybe because you're angry and then you got, you want to get your aggression out. So you just want fatty meat. Is that what you jump into, really? Like, the world's against you, and you're just like, hook me up with some fatty meat. So Give you- me some barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking. I was like, how? what is the correlation between metal music and that, it, being it, there, there is chunky. no correlation. This is just stupid clickbait, <laughs> yeah. and they got us. It, it works, yeah. And they got us. Well, let's think about how can you correlate that. So technically, scientifically, if I may, because oh. we all know that I... <laughs> I'm a doctor. Scientist. Yes, of course. <laughs> Dr. Spike. Dr. Spike. Oh, y'all. Anyways, so <laughs> in essence, the the sound waves and the aggression like you're talking about yeah. makes you want to eat. E- eat, yes. And, but be aggressive. But but aggressively eat. So eat a lot. Eat faster. So you mean so you mean eat like whatever, you go to a right? barbecue and you eat it like a wolf where he just grabs it and shakes everything. Yeah. <laughs> you just eat, mastodon you, in the background. <laughs> you eat to the beat. All right. Yeah. You eat to the Oof. beat. So you're just like num jump 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 and you just it can't be corn. This is getting more asinine as we speak. It can't be corn like the band. Not the band corn. It can't be like healthy. It can't be broccoli. Mm-hmm. It's got to have cheese on it. Um, it's got to be nachos. You, what if you're lactose intolerant? No, 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 you're no. You're going to no. have aggressive mm. farts. Even if you're lactose intolerant, you're still going to eat nachos. Duh. Well, yeah, come on, stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> who passes on nachos? In Someone heavy who metal. doesn't want to poop, like fart in yeah. public? Okay. She's Sylvia. Sorry. Get your I head will do a study ass. right now to see what metalhead cares if he farts in public, and I can guarantee you right now, None. Me. <laughs> Metalheads fart in elevators because they're wearing a shirt that says, like, you know, whatever. Dude, well, for starters, <laughs> metalheads have already let themselves know that, look, I don't want to be a part of your cookie-cutter society. So yeah. that right away is mm-hmm. saying, like, fuck your setups. Sure. You know what I mean? Fuck your carb watching. It, it tells you know? me Swedish fish for breakfast all day. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it basically says, when I see a guy in a metal t-shirt, and I'm talking like an underground metal band, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it, it, you are, again, you're like, you're like, I don't need to buy into your way of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just think that the ones that go out there and get shredded and stuff like the Danzigs and all that other, I, yeah, I yeah. just think it's like, all right, well now I just want to stand out for this one thing. I yeah, just yeah. think that, uh, I, you know, again, when you're talking about like fatty foods and stuff like that with metal music, it's so dumb just to even suggest that. My thing, this is my I want a Tillamook ice cream sandwich. Here's what happened for starters. It's not even foods though, guys. It's no, you're you're not factoring in the beer. Okay, metalheads love fucking beer. Instead of country guys, and they're fat as fuck too. Have you seen? Article doesn't say country people. Well, then let's do that. Okay, then let's do our investigative research and let's look into country music and just see how what they're blood alcohol level and the is. best thing about the article is they took the if you guys own the crowbar record it's sonic excess in the purest form tear in my beer they're <laughs> drinking beer <laughs> whoa that's a country song 
Whoa, he cut me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. He cut me off with yelling. But aggressively. I'm sorry. I'm aggressively. It's all that metal music. He's believe, hungry. I couldn't believe he did a jump on board with the country music thing. I'm like, No, I agree with you, but that's not the article. So okay. Tear in my beer. Tear yeah. in my beer. In my beer. That's a, that's that's a country really song? That's actually really good. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but that's really good, Brandon. We need to do it. Mm-hmm. We should. It. Is, if that's not a song, again, we, we know that everything's been thought of. We need to make a, a song called Tear in My Beer. There is a song called Tear in My Beer. Oh, forget it. Yeah, that's it's a country it. song. Yeah, but we, we totally make it makes metal. Sense. Yeah. Yes. We can make it metal. We, we can, can make, make it metal. metal. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. I would rather make a song about like craving fatty foods in a metal version. Yeah. I would rather do that. Like okay. actually make a song based on this article. What I was saying is that the picture they used is the, if you guys own Crowbar's Sonic Excess in purest form, one of their best, uh, a fantastic record. I love every Crowbar record. But you open up the cover, it shows all the guys in the band shirtless for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you got Sammy, Sammy from Goat Whore was in the band at the time. And he's in the back. Cause he's skinny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you go in the bag. You got Kirk, probably at his heaviest that I've seen, and then the other guys all big, mm-hmm. and they're shirtless, and they use it as the cover to be like, "Look at this fat band," and they, <laughs> right? And it's like, dude, that's like one band. And by the way, you don't you think know, that they weren't joking around when they? I took thought that it was shirt. hilarious. That's what I'm saying. That's, they they took, master clickbait. Yes, they master. Aww. I'm just saying, like when they they made that picture on purpose. Oh, when they were trying to this, be I funny. Yes. You, they made it. it was they funny. were trying to be hey, funny. Hey, let's take a bad picture. Let's just take. Yeah. Off our shirts and be like, look, Just we look stupid. hot and stupid. It was great. No, it's fantastic. But uh, dumb. Absolutely. Anybody s- can be fat. No matter what. I mean, come on. No matter what music you listen yeah. to. Notorious B.I.G. DJ oh, Khaled. He, he was Dude, those guys are fat as fuck. R.I.P. 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 Notorious B.I.G. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from that article, which was fun. You guys click it. Let's talk about one of our favorite bass players jacking off. Woo! Wait, what? <laughs> oh my god, that woo. That was right in my ear. Uh, yes. yes. Um, yeah, this is... this is Okay, let me break it down for people. First off, I think this is so fucked up. I think it's fucked up. I, it is. It's, it's very, so very, very tacky. Anybody, whoever posted this video is a garbage human being. Mm. You're a garbage trash human mm-hmm. being. Okay, so let me for the people that don't know, I'm sure you guys do if you listen to the site. Megadeth's Dave Alphison. Great dude. Obviously, he's been on our show. One of the nicest people if you met. Um, he, There was allegations that happened this weekend that he was grooming an underage girl for, you know, whatever. To do his bidding. Inappropriate stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no truth to that whatsoever. Okay. Because... Dave Elvison, although, you know, he responded and he said, this is not what I did, yada, yada. This was embarrassing. I'm not going to go through his whole statement. But the actual woman that was in contact came out and put a video saying as the same thing. And all that's posted in Metal Sucks, guys. So you can go and look at that if you want to read their statements. It's out there. But the girl's like, I initiated this. I did this. All right. So at least she's doing that. Doesn't make her... So the headlines that came out, just total nonsense, which we're getting used to in this world. We know. We know the misinformation game. Mm -hmm. Um, Me first journalism. Yeah, we get it. We get it. So the point is, is that, uh, so that happened, but there was a video. I guess they did a video chat. I'm not watching this. Obviously, I'm not the kind of guy to look at private people shit way above that fucking line, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a video of him, like, jacking off to this girl in a video chat. And so the big question is, like, you know, the moral question that we all have. He's married. He's a super Christian dude. I believe he's a minister, a Lutheran minister. Ooh. Yeah, and all that stuff. And so there's a video now of him out there in a very compromising situation. The person... A, okay, let's... let's, let's, We're not going to do the blame game exactly, but all right. David Elphison, obviously... I, I, I is this considered cheating? I, I think it is, but well, I mean, what yeah. do you think? Ugh. It's such a I, okay. It, there, I don't. 
think it's cheating, but there is a gray area. If I if I were if I came home and I caught my wife, you know, blasting herself to some dude on the internet that she's never going to meet in person, I'd be upset. I would definitely be upset. Okay, okay. If 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 you're to me, if I'm masturbating to like a webcam girl, let's just say, right. I think I'm cheating on my wife. If I'm okay, this is my everybody's that's got you, their own mind. That's lines. you. That's you. If I'm watching porn and it's just disconnected, it's not one on one. I don't think I'm cheating. I, on my I just wife. think I. <laughs> this is this is like my universe. However, she might have a different take. Right. You right. know. I just think there's. I think there's actually inserting your penis into somebody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. You know. There is no getting over that. I think. Um, I think something like this, I think something like this, where again, I, I, I will never understand the cam girl thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, cam everything. I will never understand this. Okay. Because it's like, this is obviously somebody that could give less of a shit about you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, so the idea of this, uh, this isn't a cam girl though. This is just like a, just regular, a regular lady, regular right? Girl. Yeah. No, I, I, I said in theory, that's I right. used a cam girl as a theory because that's what makes sense. But this was not a cam girl. My thing is, though, is, again, if you're Dave Ellison, you are famous. You have, you know, you're a Lutheran minister. You have all these people. It's like, dude, you yeah. have to make a just, smarter decision. Just watch porn. Why would you if you have to get it out, if you got to get the poison out or whatever? He, it's like, Jesus, he, what are you doing? He probably didn't know he was being recorded. We can- no, absolutely. He didn't know he okay. was being recorded. But what I'm saying is, is like you don't want to bring someone else into your world mm-hmm. that's the thing like especially it goes like this i i have never cheated ever okay i'm there's i've never cheated in my entire life on anybody because i'm just terrified you know what i mean i'm it's like not only not only do i not want to disrespect who i'm with but i'm terrified it's the anxiety yeah, yeah of the it. anxiety of it i mean it's like i remember <laughs> i remember years ago i remember years ago i was just texting three women just texting you know what yeah. i mean and it was like and it was so and you weren't even in a relationship no, with either no 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 and it was there was so much pressure and mm-hmm. it's like i didn't even i think i just hooked up with like one of them just because it was like it was just too much you know yeah. and that's just me but so but my thing is though is if you're dave ellison elvison you've got something to lose dude we'll talk about that in a what second what are you bringing let, you know, let me go to sylvia real quick i think he, we'll talk about what he can lose uh, cheating I, wise if you're married to him is this like fucking i don't know if it's grounds for divorce Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure because only only because they didn't meet up Mm -hmm. but it's trust issues there's this trust trust there's a lot of work that they need to do yeah that's a lot of work also the thing that raises eyebrows is who is this girl yeah is she was she a fan yeah what she was a fan Mm -hmm. okay so i mean like i don't think it's grounds for divorce but it is considered cheating and she did damage the uh the the trust and i will tell you this it's like i i think that in a situation like this if he has never cheated before and he's just maybe let's just say dude how long has he been with his wife 27 years 27 years i mean it's like two kids we don't know we don't necessarily know where that marriage is at we don't necessarily know if she's giving him the proper attention if he's giving her the proper attention it's like do 27 years so it's like i i again i don't i never condone cheating i I would never condone anybody doing something like this i think it was just a dumb move obviously in hindsight too but it's like i don't want to sit there and pile on this guy and just be like because look dude i i I, i've met people that have been in marriages for like you know 25 30 years and 
and they'll tell you straight up they're like dude it was i was just a shell for the last 15 years and it's like god damn well, so and I, that's a, that's a large assumption we yes. don't know anything mm-hmm. about that we don't know You're anything about that so that it's like i just i just don't want to pile on the guy you know what i mean no, it was I a think, stupid I think, move i think you should be able to say that he was being shady yes uh, and I, again I, yes. I, don't, I don't think i'm piling on by saying he was being shady he did do something that was disrespectful to his wife and yes. i think he knows what he did yeah. it wasn't right so, but it's a two-way street. Yeah. This chick is fucking tacky. And then to send her the, the video to one of her friends. It's revenge porn. Isn't this against yes. the law? That's against yeah. the law. That's very and legal. Honestly, if I were Dave Ellison, I'd be suing the shit out of that friend. I'd be like, boom, you're done. Or uh, what? You would. Mm, you can. The friend. Yeah. Well, what, about the, what about the no, lady? No, no, I, no, I'm th- th- I'm not I thought t- it was criminal. If you, I thought revenge porn was criminal. Like if, Good. You, if someone puts out something in this manner, I don't know the law exactly on this, but I thought if someone, like if, if there was a video of, you know, whatever, you and an ex, and you're like, I hate her, and you put it on the internet, you go to jail, yeah. I thought, right? I definitely think that's... I, I, I don't know if it, if it varies okay. in states. Or, uh, yeah, so anyways, but it's would, possible. But would the, the girl that he was masturbating to, mm. would, she, would she get in trouble? Never thought I, I'd hear that sentence out of your mouth in this show. Sorry. That girl that he was masturbating See, to. See, that's the thing. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> the girl that he was masturbating to, I think she should also get in trouble. I well, think she should also she get in trouble. It. Yeah, she shared it, and then her stupid fucking friend, like, dude, the friend is the disgusting I believe, garbage I believe everybody, she's a pig I yeah, believe everybody pig, yeah. can get in trouble oh. like you said but I, I don't know if yeah I don't know if the the original uh, quote unquote not, if she would get in trouble but I know definitely the friend would yeah. because that was done without his consent look I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that I, I support what Dave Ellison was doing I think that's a stupid movie you should have got some fucking therapy or marriage therapy or, or just something, watch or counseling or something like or just watch porn Jesus <laughs> Christ but but again, it's like or you know, webcam. I mean, the point is, is that like if it, that's that's a sex worker, but yeah. like a rando person, it it seems if he's this like whatever about Dude, it. How many times has he done this before? That's what I'm saying. It, it does it does raise eyebrows on stuff like yeah. that. Now grooming and all those things under eight, uh, you know, that's obviously you hear that you're like child molester. Child. Right. It, it's it's those those are again. Wow. There's rhetoric that accusations thrown out there so easily. That's the shitty thing, right? It, and that and it could be that way. But let's go to the hard question before we get into our interview, guys. Is Dave Elfison going to get fired from Megadeth? No. Uh, that would be kind of silly if he were i think he will you think so i do they did um post a statement correct yes they said they're monitoring the situation but there's nothing to monitor he was just being you know stupid Mm. yeah it was a stupid decision it wasn't like it wasn't an underage girl it wasn't you know grooming this person it was all consensual it was all legal between them and I promise you this too i think when there's a scandal and you're a leader of a band you want to distance yourself from that you know um this is what i think you know you want to distance yourself from that you know i'm talking to dino today and the press obviously we're talking about this shit with burton c bell you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's i know he's annoyed talking about it at this point but it's like we can't get around it because we're media and that's what's happening behind this album that's what's going to happen on the next megadeth album all the press is going to be focused on this shit i think all the press and so to distance themselves and be like look we don't want to focus this shit on unfortunately this was a bad move and put them to the side so they can focus on the record i think it's a very strong possibility i look it's a possibility but i also look at it like dude you're dave elvis and you're dave mustaine 
how many skeletons can day can Ellison well, just go out there and expose well, you? Oh, you want to sit there and turn your back on me now? You know I me mean? because somebody did something illegal. Oh, I don't think you would do that. I'm just saying. Mm, All I'm saying is, it's like again, yeah. somebody they sued each other before. Here's here's yeah. my thing. Here's my thing. Dave Ellison, no matter what. He it, obviously his wife is a victim, but nobody's more of a victim than David than Elvison in this situation. Somebody did something illegal. He got over, yeah. Somebody did something illegal. Those girls should go to jail or at least have something put on their fucking record. They or deserve one, that. One of the, the one of second them should. Friend, yeah. The second friend is a garbage human being, and it makes me sick that but, it's like you. Know, let me just go out there and ruin somebody's life. And it's like, look, I get it. He fucked up. He shouldn't have been cheating on his wife. And, and you you are absolutely right. But again, man. When the, the the ends don't justify the means in this situation. I was wondering, is it weird that I don't think this is like a career ending mistake? I, I feel like, look, I, I like, at, I don't think it's bad enough for him to have his career ended or uh, be, get thrown out of the band. I understand that, like, maybe this is a corporate mindset, but I do see bands and, and musicians as like, you have to be professionals in the modern times mm-hmm. or you affect the brand in negative light. In modern times, back in the day, I back think this day, was, this was, was encouraged. Awesome. Yeah, but I don't think that's how it works these days. So, I as see. silly as an allegation that's flat out made up, like grooming groom, women, yeah. that if anybody can Google his name and see Dave Ellison groom, just that headline alone is hurting that brand. But my thing that's is, that's the always, way I see it. And so, if mm. I was in Dave Mustaine's shoes, I would have to either like be like, "What do we got to do to keep him on board? How much is this going to hurt us in the long run?" what's going to happen when we tour like all those things is like is it better to just move along not to bring up marilyn manson again but like when twiggy ramirez was accused right away manson just let him go that was rape yeah it was this this is totally fucking different okay you went on that but yeah yeah but it was my point is is that he he had to let him go for his brand i see what you're saying it's different this isn't rape but the allegations are what and i'm telling you this marilyn manson did that because he knew some shit was coming his way okay you know my example mm. wasn't okay okay but what i'm saying is is like when i when i look at (laughs) slam you slam the door in your own face on that one uh no i i just think that in a situation like this it's like again the only only thing that this guy was guilty of is the gray area of cheating on his wife yeah if anything and and so when i look at somebody like megadeth and look man right now the only reason this is a story is because it's fucking hilarious watching somebody jerk off now, now I'm, not, I'm not saying it's hilarious on my end but other people are finding it hilarious so they're like <laughs> After that, dude, if you wait a little bit, this is going to be behind you. If, no one's well, going to be jumping. It's not like this guy sexually assaulted somebody. He's all adulterer. That's like, that's, that's, and, and again, gray area adulterer. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to fire a guy from your legendary band for? Like, no, dude, I'm sorry. You forgive the guy and you move on. And on top of that, too, the Megadeth fans, bro, they're all Gen X. You know what I mean? They're all, they're all Gen X or, or like maybe millennial, barely millennial, but it's like, that we've all grown up we're, we're tired of this shit too it's not like it's you know uh, it's not like it's the younger generation where it's like you fuck up once and you're done you that's know a good mean? point it yeah. might be better to keep him on for his it fans. might be better yeah. to keep it on because dude i'll tell you right now i will definitely be upset if mustaine cuts elvison out this is not his i mean again the only thing the guy was guilty of is adultery and again gray area adultery but do you think the only person in this situation would have sympathy would be uh Dave? Yeah, I mean, it's like... Because he got fucked over? I have sympathy for... uh, The whole situation, uh, with the information I know right now, I have sympathy 
for because that's embarrassing. Yes, because it's embarrassing. Not only his, he's got he's got kids that are like twenty years old. Yeah. So this, I mean, it's like you it's have to face them. them. It's it. So it's really bad on his part. But I just am waiting to see if somebody else comes out and says, "Yes, I did this with Dave too." This and that. Oh, I feel like the chance of this being a one-off. Okay, I, I feel like a lot of things like this. If if it is a sexual appetite for someone. I think that it grows and, it, and things like this aren't, don't just happen one time. I feel like, oh, I want to do this, then it ca- could happen more. So oh, I'm waiting, saying. like the Megadeth statement, we're monitoring this. Let's see what else happens because apparently there's allegations of some ugly shit. That's the stuff that I'm waiting for. So let's do say- I think this was a one-time thing personally? No. No. I don't think it's a one-time yeah. thing. Well, That's let's me, say though. if it was a one-time thing. If it was... Do you think that everything should just be you know under the rug swept under the rug i would never fire someone uh for something like this as a one-time thing me personally i would never oh, consider okay. it you know i don't think it would affect me and if a friendship as close as there has been it, it wouldn't even get into the situation i'd be like we're just gonna have to tough this out that's what mm-hmm. i would do personally but, but because but the machine that is megadeth uh-huh. okay is not me, but again, this personally. is also this if, is also if, I, if this was in corporate America, let's just say you're a school teacher or any job. I know school teachers not corporate America, but you know any job, and this happened, do you think they'd get fired? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Teacher, yeah, so we're we're just we're just but, letting it go because the rock star mentality. No, yeah. well, it's, well, you got to understand too. I mean, there's a difference between somebody teaching your kids and rock stars. You know, so okay. Well, it, if they worked in an office building, okay, okay, working in an office building is different. When you're a rock star, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I'm sorry, it's like. If you're Dave Mustaine and you look at Ellison, you're like, dude, again, I would just be like, if if, if this happened to Pete or this happened to me, I'd be like, dude, like, oh, dude, look, let's just wait it out. They're going to make fun of us for a little bit. And then, and again, they're probably going to post a couple. There's going to be memes and shit okay, when the new album out. comes out. But dude, just move past no, that no, shit. No, 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 no. You're Megadeth. You're one of the big four. You're always going to have fans. And again, like I was bringing up earlier, their core fan base. And again, this is Dave Mustaine. Hardcore Republican definitely doesn't want any of this shit happening. If he fires Elvison for this, you know, yeah, it, 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 would, it, would, it would look, it would look, it would, he would look like a hypocrite. Hold on. Okay. If some allegation on the internet was like, you brought up me that I was grooming underage girls. Okay. You might be like, it's bullshit, but you guys both work at a radio station. If your boss is like, you can't be associated with that guy. I'm gone. Okay, but here's the thing. That's what you're missing. But it's not just... You're, you're thinking like a one-on-one type of decision. It's not just that. It's people being like, this is going to hurt us. You can't do this. You're missing the boat. No, man. no, I'm not missing the boat. If your boss said you can't associate, you have to let me go. You're right. But what I'm saying is, though, is it's like... if We don't even know if he was really grooming. Like, we don't even know how old how old this girl was. I know. Well, no, she said that she was not, of age. She's of age, yeah. So, so there you go. So right away, But the grooming, I don't know where that rumor came about. That's it, because, it, it's, it because it's because it's a keyword, and yeah. people, the second you hear something like this, well, grooming. No, it happened. It's just... It happened because the video was released, and then people were saying he was doing that. Oh, but I it see. wasn't. And then the person came out and said yeah. that's not true. So you give three days of internet chatter, misinformation flies, right. yada yada. But that doesn't mean it goes away. Right. But my thing is though, is it's like you give three three days of internet chatter, you end up finding out that no, he was not grooming. He was just trying to, you know, he was just jerking off to some random fan on it on on the website. You know, it's like, come on, man, mm. come on, man. If you would, if his wife would have caught him in bed with another woman, which to us is way worse. But if it would have happened. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, no one would be like, no one would be like, oh, you got to kick him out of the that, bed. No that, one would ever do that. That headline would be completely different. It wouldn't be grooming. 
I know it'd that. be like Davis saying is getting a divorce, and you know how many that wouldn't affect the that band. wouldn't affect that's a personal band. that's a personal but matter. It, but in the end, though, but in yeah. the end, what is worse? Definitely cheating on, definitely like full on having sex with somebody else. But like when you're, but now that there's a video of him just jerking off to someone, it's like now we got to sit there and make it out like it's so much there's worse. There's a video with misinformation tying him to. Yes. And I think that's what yes. people. That's I, what I'm trying to keep getting into your head. Yes. Is that yes, it's misinformation currently. We if, know that, yeah. but other people but who are going to read this story are probably going to see the grooming and, and then, then always it. associate right. the grooming and that's with the unf- that. And that's, that's what unfair. cancel culture is. That's unfair. I know it's unfair, it's but despicable. That's, that's, that's what cancel culture is. Yes. That's reality. Yeah. It's despicable, but that's what it is. So we'll do one more round before we jump into our interview. Mm. Megadeth, are they going to fire Dave Elvis and Sylvia? They shouldn't. Brandon? I don't think they should. All right. I don't think they should. I'm at, but but in the modern climate, I think the that he will be let go. Oh man, that was so disappointing. I'll be so upset at Dave. I'll be ups- I'll be so upset at. Dave what if another Dave. story comes out and some other girl says something? If another story comes out and another, and it's and worse. Here's the thing: oh. if another story mm-hmm. comes out and he and the girl's like 14 or 15, then yes, it dude. hasn't yet. So I'm assuming it won't. That's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. It's like if that is happening, then fine. But it's like, but this, no, dude. I'm sorry. The guy, the guy did something in his personal life. And he got caught doing it. And unfortunately, this is a highly embarrassing situation. But I don't think the guy deserves to lose, lose his no. career. And I honestly think if Mustaine does decide to let him go, that'll make him look like a gigantic fucking hypocrite. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that got heated. We knew it would. That's why we waited to make that the third story. That could have been the whole fucking show. But anyways, now <laughs> let's get into celebrating some new music. Let's get into our chat with one of the... Uh, Legends of metal in my world, man. Dino Cazares from Fear Factory. Everybody got Dino on the show. Fear Factory, obviously. We are here to discuss, celebrate the new record, Aggression Continuum. It's coming out June 18th. Now, Dino, I want to talk about the music in the front of the show, and then we'll talk about all the other stuff later, okay? Because I don't want anybody to realize that this isn't going to be what you've given us your entire career, another excellent, excellent record, right? Great, great record you guys put out right here. Um, and there's a lot of surprises on there, especially for the opening track, Recode, which, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with the symphonic element. Tell me what you guys were going for when you were creating these songs, how every many years that process started. Well, I think the biggest surprise is that we're actually getting it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when we did the song Recode, uh, we hooked up with this guy named Igor Koreshkev. Uh, he was in a band called Yes. So uh, we had some stuff written for the song um, as far as the keyboard side. But when we gave it to him, he made this thing like an epic, symphonic, you know, masterpiece. And I just can't wait for it to, for people to hear it. It's going to be actually the third single, and it's going to be the second video for the album as well. It's going to be part two of the first video. Beautiful, perfect opening track too. Did you guys know that when you were sequencing, like I got to open the record for this song because it could also yeah. work at the end, you know? Yeah, I knew I knew it was going to be the opening song, and when I sequenced the record, yeah, I knew that that was going to be the opening song, and so that's how I sequenced it. To when I when I do that, I always try to find an opening and a closer, right? Yeah. And then you got to try to put everything else in between, and you kind of want to make it have its peaks and plateaus as it goes up and down. You know, I look at the album as one big long song and how would that sound? And that's how I sequenced most of the records I've done. 
Wow, it totally works. I, it makes sense as well, man, especially with obsolete when I think back on that, the, the way that one played out really well. So there is a, obviously the title track. I don't know if that's going to be a single in the future as well, but that's a, a really a fantastic song as well. And I did want to talk about that because it also is a completely different element. And lyrically, um, I don't know if you had your hand in the lyrics on this a lot, or was it kind of more uh, your, your partner at the time that wrote most of the lyrics? Um, well, I've, yeah, he, he writes the lyrics. Um, the majority of the time, I come up with most of the song titles, and he'll write to what he sees fit uh, for that title. But usually when it comes to concepts, we, we talk about the concept of the record. And, um, you know, I, like I said, uh, I come up with the title, and sometimes the title, you could, you, could visually, you could visually see what it could sound like, and I think that definitely helps when it comes to writing lyrics or creating um, the music. For instance, Fuel Injected Suicide Machine, the title is like, okay, this is about a guy who lives and dies by his car. And he's definitely, uh, you know, a crazy, a crazy deranged dude who's just plowing people on the road and just running things over. So I was like, what would that sound like? You know, so I had to visualize that. And I, luckily it's, it's, based off a character from the movie Mad Max. He, the character is called Knight Rider. And so I was like, okay, I had that visualizer. What would that sound like? So I had to make it sound like an engine in some ways, you know what I mean? So titles sometimes really influence the song, believe it or not. What is the most metal film trilogy of all time? Because uh, Mad Max is going to be up there for me. Mad Max for sure, I would say for us, the Terminator 1 and 2 and Salvation was definitely, um, Salvation, even though it came out, you know, I don't know, I don't know how many years ago it came out, um, but it was, to me, when I saw Terminator Salvation, I'm like, that's obsolete. Obsolete would fit in that, in that soundtrack for that movie. Absolutely. And dude, you nailed it. One and two flawless films, obviously. And then Salvation is the only one I, I revisit regularly. Actually, I'm going to lie. I revisit three a lot, but it's, it, it never sticks with me. I mean, I've revisited it like 10 times. But dude, as far as the Terminator universe, uh, yeah, I don't know where you go from here. Should they stop it? What do you think? Well, they try to put it. Well, the, the the last one wasn't so bad. No. Um, it was the one before that that was really bad. Oh, when John Genesis. Connor. Yeah, John Connor was the Gen- bad guy. Was that the one? Yeah, I yeah. Forgot. Genesis. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the really bad one, and that's not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, if they can try to keep coming out with some new concepts and some new storylines, I, I mean, I think it'd be cool. I'm I'm not against it. I get it. I, I really feel like uh, when you're so tied into a uh, youthful Schwarzenegger character, like iconic type of character, I feel like that uh, it should live in that kind of time frame. And I know that he keeps coming back, and I'm enjoying it. But I just, I, I don't know, man. You can't top. It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like some bands. You know okay. what I mean, yeah, they make it. They make a great record, and then you know they. It's it's hard to come back to that great record. I mean. For example, D-Manufacture, you know, mm-hmm. we made a great album, groundbreaking album, um, but it's hard to replicate another groundbreaking record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, uh, but, but I believe that Obsolete was also a groundbreaking record. It was a different record than Obsolete, than D-Manufacture. 
But there are there are bands who have bad records in their catalog, if you know what I mean. So there are so when it comes to like the trilogies and the what do they call four trilogies? What are they called? Yeah. Four, you know, four, four or five, you know, different movies of the same type of uh, concept. Sequels. Sometimes yeah. sequels. There you go. Sequels. Sometimes they're not going to be all the best. They're not all going to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. That's just what happens. That doesn't mean you stop. It just means that you try to top the next one. Genesis. Who knows why that one sucks so bad? I mean, why? Even the CGI in it was horrible. It was just shot horrible. The acting was horrible. So it just sometimes happens. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. What about the Alien franchise? Are you big on that one by chance? Very big on it. I kind of liked the way they went. They kind of went, you know, prequely, and it's much darker. You know what I mean? It was a lot darker. I think that they have to go camp eventually for all these classic horror films. Or, or I don't want to say horror, sci-fi. I think they got to go campy eventually. You know, like RoboCop 1 was just perfect, and then RoboCop 2 was campy. It worked for me. Then RoboCop 3 went out the door, right? <laughs> Alien has never gone campy. It's always serious, right? It's always like, all right, this is And Alien. I liked it. I like that. I like that. Okay. Yes, yes. No, you don't think there's some jokes that can happen in Alien, like, one-liners that just make it goofy. You don't think that can, we can pull that off? Well, Aliens, Aliens, which is Aliens 2, yeah, yeah. that had a lot of uh, campy stuff in it. Yeah, you know? I can see it. I can see what you're saying. Game Absolutely. over, man! Yeah. Game over! <laughs> I was just about to say Bill packs it all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You you win that one. You win that one for sure. But um, yeah, man, uh, going back to what we were talking about, the records, that's something that's so so vital to the Fear Factory universe, man, is that Soul of a New Machine sounded completely like nothing else when it came out at the time. Demanufacture, you guys refined a sound and then obsolete you followed something that was completely groundbreaking with something original as well um and I, to me like i said those three records are, are right up there with with any any band's first three records in the metal world digimortal after the the fame and all that stuff happened and all these things came in some fantastic songs but did you feel the direction of that record was kind of all over the place or did you feel really confident about that record when it came out um, I felt really confident about the record because I thought it had some really great, uh, strong songs in it. It has our biggest song to date, which is Lynchpin. Lynchpin, yeah. It's our, it's like, I don't know, it's got like 30 million fucking listens on Spotify. And it's just a song that does not stop. It just keeps going. So it did produce our number one song that we ever released. Um, but no, I, I really I was really behind the record. I loved it. Uh, sure, there was a couple of things I would have changed on the record, but there were uh, some outside uh, influences that also you know ch- changed the record into sounding the way it did. Um, the record label really wanted us to have a successful record. They wanted us to go platinum because uh, we were coming off the success of Obsolete uh, off a of gold record on that one. So the record want so the record company wanted to send in some outside producers who are more commercial type producers, and um, I'm not sure if I said this or not, but but uh, Bob Rock almost produced this album. Oh, I had no that, idea. That, oh, wow. that record, Digimortal. Bob Rock almost produced it. I've had a couple of conversations with him, how we were talking about the record and what it was going to sound like, and um, production ideas. But then he ended up taking. Uh, like a $2 million gig with somebody else. So, you know, 
he basically didn't do this record, which I was actually kind of happy at the end of the day, you know, um, to go with Mike Plotnikoff and Reese Filber, because, you know, it also left it in our control again, you know, because who knows what kind of an influence that Bob Rock would have had on that record. Could have been worse. True, man. And I feel like there's great songs. I have a great memory I'll share with you because I'm in Las Vegas. You guys always came through, always do. Uh, fantastic time. But on that tour, I'll never forget, is that I was moshing in the mosh pit and Send Dog came out from backstage and threw an elbow right in the back of my head and then ran right backstage. And that was at the end of the show. And I want you to know, he had a big security guard behind him, but he got me good. <laughs> so I don't know. So what was it just you that he hit? Oh no, he came through and hit a few of us, but he got I'm tall, so he got me he got me good with the elbow to the neck. <laughs> so but yeah. Yeah, well you know, we, were, we were really tight. Yeah. We were really tight with those guys uh, at that time. Um, it was a really fun time for us because we got to do a lot of things that we didn't do before. Um, a lot of radio shows. Mm. I don't know if you ever heard of the um, I think it's called Our Big Concert. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the o- OBC yeah. out here. Yep, yeah, yeah. The OBC, yeah. So we got to play that, you know, mm-hmm. with Cypress Hill. And, and if you remember, the wrestler, the godfather, did the introduction to that show for us. Mm-hmm. So he did his whole skit that he did on WWE. You know, roll another fatty for this pimp daddy. And, he, you know, he did his whole skit that he does uh, on television. And it was really funny that the whole crowd knew what he was going to say. And it was fucking amazing, the reaction that we got. That we came out and we fucking killed it you know and then um i believe we came out we played with cypress hill as well and uh that was a really really fun time at that time yeah dude it was it was gold for us fans as well and and growing up in that time um that's the thing is that it was like it was you know you guys were such a groundbreaking band for me especially because i was a teenager at that time and going all the way through and that's when like the bad press happens, man. Like between you and Burton or any of the guys, it's almost like it's almost like mom and dad fighting for me. I'm like, I don't want to say anything bad about anybody. I love all these guys, you know, because we don't ha- we don't know the business side and all that stuff going on. It's uh, it's the nature of the beast, man. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. I mean, if if the bands weren't fighting, uh, metal sites like metal sites like metal sucks, metal injection, blabbermouth would not exist, and you guys would not have anything to report that is interesting or drama driven that could get people uh, to your site. You know, I believe that there are artists who actually do it for a reason. So they could stay relevant and they could stay, uh, they could still be in all the metal sites being talked about. Okay. That's not like a hint though. That's not happening right now. Right. Of course not. Okay. No, this, I was hoping no, it was. This is, <laughs> no, this is real. No, this yeah. is real. This is real. Sorry about that. No, you're this good. This is real. You're good. It was real from 2002 when I was out of the band. You know, all the shit that was talked about me and then and then carried on to what's going on now. Yeah. You know? It's unfortunate what it is, but, you know, it happens. I, uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to downplay it or nothing like that, but this is what happens. I'm sorry that the... The artists got, I'm sorry, the, the fans got to read it, right? But it seems like they're also drawn to it. So, I mean, hate sells, dude, or, or any kind of it's conflict. A necessary evil. It's yeah. a necessary evil, man. Yeah. It, I... just, it just so happens. Because you know what? Fans, at the end of the day, in our situation, fans want answers. Fans want, fans want explanation. Like, why would this guy leave? Why? You know, what is it? What is it? What did you do? What did he do? You know what I mean? 
it's like everybody's to blame. It's not one person. But in this particular situation, he didn't have to quit. He could have stayed with the band, but that was his choice. And he moved on, and so have I, and I look forward to the future because uh, I'm not a rookie when it comes to finding new talent. Obviously, I did it in Divine Heresy and other bands that I've been in. Um, and uh, there's a lot of great talent out there, and a lot of it's been... Um, I've, seen all, I've seen a lot of it, and I look forward to making the announcement on who the replacement will be in the coming up in the future. I, I'm, you know, you just stole my question eventually, but I figured, I figured I wouldn't get that break, but yes, the announcement will be made eventually on the new singer, which I mean, we're all stoked about. I have no doubt it's going to be an exciting time, especially, you know, a rebirth in a lot of ways with you guys. And you did bring up divine heresy, two fantastic records you guys put out reissuing them on vinyl. Um, are they out right now yes. or soon? Right. What's going on with that? Yeah. Oh, they'll be coming out soon. They'll be mm-hmm. shipping out soon. Um, right now, you can pre-order it. So. No, oh, right on, right on. So, everybody, if you guys have a chance, make sure you guys are uh, pre-ordering the, the Divine Heresy records. And you did bring up, you're right. I mean, Tommy, for people that know, don't know, Tommy Vex was the original singer of Divine Heresy. And then mm-hmm. clearly there was a little conflict there. I'm not sure of the details as well. But w- why do you feel like maybe you and lead singers do get in conflicts? Because you did have one technically with Tommy and now with Burton that's kind of going in there. What, well, I, go ahead. well, Tommy, the Tommy one, uh-huh. uh, we actually fired him four times. Oh. So on the last time we fired him, he just lost it for whatever reason. Um, yeah, he, he ended up attacking me, and I ended up getting a restraining order on him. And actually, not just myself, my manager as well. Uh, and my wife, ex-wife or wife at the time, yeah. we also all got three restraining orders on him. And uh, yeah, he attacked me at a show at a not fest show. He sucker punched me. Didn't see it coming. Um, and that was it. He pretty much, he pretty much kicked my ass. And he admitted it uh, recently that he kicked my ass, even though <clears throat> in the press uh, at the time that it happened, he tried to flip it. Uh, that I attacked him, but uh, he recently admitted on his Instagram that he kicked my ass and attacked me. So obviously, we know that we know now that he's telling the truth. But that was because we fired him just for many reasons. He just had major anger issues, um, and he was just hard to deal with, extremely hard to deal with. I've never dealt with a person like that before in my life. And it's followed through, um, obviously, with the other the other stuff. But there was a headline that you guys you got an altercation with Burton as well, a physical altercation. Was that a lie? Yeah, that 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 I don't really know too much about. Okay. Um, what that what he was referring to? If he's referring to the two thousand two when we did get into an altercation, yeah, I I he pushed me and I hit him. You know what I mean? That was the altercation that we had yeah. in two thousand two. Um, the only thing I could think of was that uh, with, during the Genexus recording process, he was having a lot of issues, and he really just couldn't sing. He wasted a he wasted a few months in the studio, and we thought that maybe we should have a sit down and talk with him. So it was me, the management company, and the producers. We all sat down and had a talk with him, and. Um, uh, obviously you have to give somebody tough love, right? And it, it just, 
got a little out of hand and, you know, we got in each other's face and that's about it. That was the only altercation that I could think of. Ah, man. And that's, I'm glad you brought up Gen Xs because uh, us fans, at least, the reunited team of you two, man, like I said. Um, Look, sometimes I think tension works. Yes. Sometimes it works, right? Um, but there's always that one guy who's motivated than the other person. You know, sometimes, you know, we have to push Bert along. We have to, I don't mean physically push him. I mean, like, come on, dude, we got to get lyrics done. We got to get this done. You got to get, you know, you got to start singing, blah, blah, blah. I think we need to get a vocal coach in here to help you out. I think we need to get a lyricist in here to help you out. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get it going. Come on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's what we had to do on Genexus. And it was it was a very tough time at that moment. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, it is what it is. Those are just behind-the-scenes things that happen. Yeah. Uh, during D-Manufacture... When we were making that record, uh, we went through a few uh, big hiccups as well. One of them being that we were in a recording studio called, uh, I think it's called Wax Tracks. Not Wax Tracks, but uh, Tracks Recording or something like that. I can't remember the name of the studio. Um, but we were in Chicago, and the place was a, was a, just was a piece of shit, and we had to get out of there. So we wasted about 15 grand there trying to record the record there so we ended up going to upstate new york and when we got there and when we got to my guitars the producer wasn't very happy with um the tone of my guitar and so we got into argument we wasted like 10 days on demanufacture trying to get a guitar tone that he was happy with and so i said i finally said you know what Screw what you're happy with. We're going to use my shit, and we're going to go with it. And You know, we ended up having a falling out. We ended up firing the producer and hiring Greg Greeley and Reese Fulber to mix the record. So, you know, things happen during the recordings, you know what I mean? And, and that's just something that you can't, uh, something that's beyond your control sometimes, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. And that's the beautiful thing about your guys' catalog. Like I said, everything is such a tight thing. Gen Xs to me was one of my favorite records of that year. Mechanize like blew my mind, you know. The industrious the industrialist, I love that a lot too. And I know fans didn't like the uh the drum tracks. I, I remember when it came out. Did you Yeah, we go we ahead. almost got cancelled just because we we were honest and we said that we used a drum program for the record. And it's really kind of funny that, you know, because we're an industrial band and we can't use a drum program, which is, which is, I think is very ironic. But yeah, fans were having, having it. They, they said the record sucked because of the, because of the, um, the drum programming. And, you know, little do they know that, you know, technology in general plays a big role in our life and also plays a big role in people's productions. Now, you know, uh, nowadays, it's cool to have a fucking drum program on your laptop and write some guitars and make a song and put it out. You know what I mean? But back then in 2012, people just weren't having it for some reason. And so now we um, we just went in and redid the drums for the industrialist. And we, we uh, had Mike Keller, our drummer, who's been with the band for 10 years, uh, go on there and uh, re-record uh, the live drums on that as well. Oh, you're talking about aggressive. You said the industrialist. You're talking about the new record, yes. right? Yes. No, I'm talking about the, oh, industrialist. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the industrialist. We went back. Oh. Because of everybody canceling that. Oh, I didn't know that. 
that record because they had drum programming in. We recently just went in and re-recorded the drums, live drums. Oh, nice. Also, also aggression continuum. So we did kind of did both at the same time. Oh, dude, that's excellent. Or, or one around, one on the other. He brings the groove, man, Mike Heller. I really like it. It's it, it's it's really good. So that's that's really cool, man. And on this record, well, you can tell, yeah. On both of them, on both on both records, Aggression Continuum and the Reindustrialist, um, it definitely adds uh, more energy to the tracks. And you know, Mike Heller was able to add his two cents in like, like a lot of the roles and a lot of the films. Uh, uh, sorry, fills on both of the records. So with the industrialists, is there a reissue date that you're talking about or looking forward, or is this just going to be no out? reissue date? Oh. No reissue date because the main focus is to get this record. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Aggression continuum. Yeah, and let's focus on it. Like I said, we were talking about it earlier, man. Uh, fantastic record, just like the the last four that we just talked about, in my opinion. Um, but that is something about the Fear Factory catalog that I think is. Great. Like you said, there's tension even when, when D manufacturers going on. So do you work better in chaos, do you feel? Um, or is it nope. something that just comes with the, the, the job sometimes? Well, I, I, for some reason it comes with the job. I think Digimortal was probably the one with the less. Well, now I take it back. They all kind of had their things about them that were difficult. Like when we were doing obsolete, uh, Bert disappeared for a couple of months. We're like, where the fuck did this guy go? He just disappeared. And then he just reappeared and it's like, okay, let's uh, finish my vocals. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, you go to this guy's house, you call him, and he's gone. What do you do? You just, well, I guess you just wait till he comes back. Um, and, you know, Genexus, you heard that. Yeah. Digimortal, Digimortal, the label wanted us to, they, the label brought in these different rock producers, and I just wasn't, I wasn't really into it. So there was some little bit of conflict between me and the label, believe it or, believe it or not, because they wanted us to use commercial rock dudes to help us produce this record. Which record was, in your entire career, Divine Heresy, everything you've done, which record was the easiest and most laid back production wise? I would say probably Bleed the Fifth and Divine Heresy and Asasino. All those records have been pretty simple to make, pretty easy to make. Mechanized was easy, very easy. Industrialist, very easy. Mm. Um, and this, this record was probably the most difficult. Aggression continuum. You said it, man. We're very lucky that it's even coming out with all the stuff that you guys have been through. And I, I'm, you know, thank you so much for, you know, not giving up on it and keep going forward. Was there a time uh, that you were like, all right, I'm just scrapping this and starting new during this whole process? Um, no, I knew that this record was going to come out, but I didn't know at what name it was going to come out of. You know, was it going to be a Fear Factory record or was it going to be a different uh, band name? So the label was wanting to wait it out to see what happened in court. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, before they changed the band name. So they were holding on to the record. Because, you know, when we turned a record in 2017, we finished the record at that time and we turned the record in, or actually Bert turned the record in to the record company, right? 
But in the back of my mind, I, I felt that there were still things that need to be done on it. But because I was going through my court issues, I didn't really have much of a say at that moment. Um, so Bert was pretty much running the show at that time. Bert also turned in some artwork that I'd never seen up until it got leaked. And he called the record Monolith at that time. You know, Fear Factory never made an official statement. That's what it was called, but Bert kind of leaked it out there. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's what the record's called. But, you know, I was really uh, engulfed in a trial that I was going through. So I was in the middle of a trial and getting prepared to go to trial during the time Bert was doing all that stuff. So I didn't really have any control. I didn't have any say. And plus, I was mentally gone at that time. So I was I was doing that. So once I got done with my trial and I was a, and I I regained my assets from the bankruptcy trial. And this is a trial that I had to go against Raymond and Christian. They were fighting me in, in bankruptcy court. Anyway, so then, then uh, you know, fast forward to 2019, Bert went through his stuff, and he lost the trademark in his uh, court proceedings, and the court put the trademark up for auction. Uh, which I know Metal Sucks had ex exposed all this in one of their... Um, articles, yep. Uh, Vince, articles Vince out there, yeah. Yeah. So this is no secret, but it's kind of like the only thing that people don't know is kind of like how the situation happened and all that stuff, right? So he, the trade, his portion of the trademark, which is fifty percent, went up for auction, and anybody could bid on it. It was like you know, uh, bidding on a pair of shoes on fucking eBay. You know what I mean? Anybody could. Put, could bid on it, and people did bid on it, by the way. And so, luckily, I was the highest bidder, and I won. Um, I won the trademark. I was able to do a deal with the court, and to ob obtain certain assets, uh, other assets, and um, and the trademark. And so, I thought it was I thought it was the best move to do because at that time Bert couldn't own it. So I thought it would be best if I owned it. So we could continue to work. There was positive intent there. That was the main thing. There was positive intent to get the name and move forward. But he decided to stop talking to us for the past three plus years. So we were like, okay. Uh, so when he decided to do his departure or announce his departure, I wasn't necessarily surprised because he had already stopped talking to us. So when I was able to regain the trademark, I was like, okay, well, Bert's not going to be a part of this. He's not talking to us. So I took matters into my own hands, went and started a GoFundMe campaign, which turned out to be more drama. But it worked. Um, yeah, we were, we, were, we were very successful mm -hmm. on, the, on, the, on the GoFundMe campaign. Um, and but you know uh, uh, we we knew and when I say we knew it's like the Fear Factory camp knew that Burton purposely went out of his way to try and damage the GoFundMe campaign, my reputation, trying to damage my music career. Uh, 
by promoting lies on his on his public social media, saying that the Fear Factory GoFundMe campaign was a scam. And uh, we were like, where the fuck is this coming from? The guy doesn't talk to us for three years. Now he's talking shit? Like, where did this come from? Like, God damn. I'm like, okay, here we go again. 2002, uh, right back at it, right? Mm. Because at that time, you know, you haven't, I, I didn't say anything about it. People were asking me, actually, you know, in 2018, 2019, is Burton still in the band? I said, uh, as far as I know, he is until he makes an official announcement. And then, boom, he did. So, but yeah, but regardless of all the negative things he said, you know, the, the campaign was successful. And, uh, you know, thanks to all the fans that contributed because it really helped me finish this album in the, in the capacity that you're hearing now. Um, Fans are going to be uh, happy, know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, his social media attacks on me were very fucking hard, brutal. It's hard to deal with because a lot of kids, sorry, I mean, fans want, want answers, you know, and I understand they're pissed. They're confused. You know, people, people are reporting this, reporting that things that he said, you know, all this, all the stuff he talked about in his departure speech, you know, it's like, Oh my God. Like, fuck. So it was like, it was like, here we go again. And, you know, a lot of his comments were, you know, spilled over to all the metal sites and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's not easy handling all that negative attention and, you know, you know, a fan started to attack me because of the things he said. Um, but I felt it was all unnecessary public drama and, you know, it just all seemed like a, all sabotage, sabotage, just trying to like, almost like, you know, one of those kind of things, like if, like him saying, if I can't have it, then nobody will, nobody can, and blah, blah, blah. His ultimate, his ultimate, I think, his ultimate thing was like saying, I'm leaving. That was like, okay, fuck Dino, I'm leaving. And this is the, this is the number one thing that's going to hurt him. Right. So that's kind of like how I take it. That's my, you know, that's my thing. So anyway, so we wanted to do much improvements on this record, which, of course, like I was saying earlier, one of the main things was to get Mike Howard to do live drums on the record because they had programming drums. And I didn't want the situation to happen with the industrialist to happen to this record. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mike Howard was number one. Number two was getting Andy Sneap to mix the record because he mixed Genexus in 2015. And I thought it would be great to get him back on the record. And we did. We, we managed to do that. Also, Reese Forbert hadn't, hadn't appeared on this record, and I thought it would be great uh, to try to get him on the record. He, he kind of didn't have a lot of time. He was working on his record. So he was able to do a song, song and a half. Um... And also Damien Raynaud, who is our producer, he's been work, working with us since since 2011. He's been working with us as an engineer. Um, but this time I gave him the production duties and he came through. So I felt that we got the dream team back together, you know, to, to, to put out this fucking great sounding fucking record. Uh, and I can't wait for people to finally hear it. I mean, we it was a... It was definitely a battle. I mean, I mean, literally a battle to, to get it out under the name Fear Factory. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. And the negative press, like you said, it is a part of the history. But when the album comes out and fans get to hear it, that's the ultimate part, you know, is that you guys did put out a great sounding record. Fans are going to love it. I've been a fan for, man, 30 years now. So uh, I'm telling you, when I got my ears on this, it, it took control of me. And I'm, I'm just stoked that it's out and people are going to get to hear it. Um, you did bring up, yep. uh, you know, and I'll just give you a one, well, a couple more questions, but the last one I just wanted to kind yeah. of touch on is that you did bring up that the behavior has not been great from the media aspect of Burton to us fans and, and, and even to the, to, to the, the legacy of the band, you know, it's, it's been out in the open. Did you consider maybe taking his vocals off this record and putting the, yeah, new- well, we 100% considered it. Of course we talked about it. I mean, the, the, the record company, the fear factory camp, we definitely talked about it. Right. But we were like, uh, we were like, well, it would be best to leave it on the record so that way people will have the last record with Burton. And that's why we left it there. Regardless of all the shit he's talked and all the stuff he said about me, we ended up leaving it on the record and we thought it was best for the fans so they can hear his last hoorah, as they would say. But at the same time, we also look, you know, we also look forward to moving on to the next chapter of Fear Factory. Now, a lot of people are saying that Fear Factory is done without Burton. Uh, Fear Factory is over. Uh, We should change the band name. And all I could say is, fuck no. (laughs) Hell no. I I believe in 100% in what I do. I believe in myself. I believe in what I created. I believe in what I started Fear Factory since day one. And there's no reason why somebody can't come in and take over uh, vocal duties and add a new chapter to Fear Factory. Maybe maybe Fear Factory needs a change. You know? Um, And to anybody who is out there and, you know, crying about this and i get it people are grieving and they have to grieve i get it but fear factory's motto has always been open minds will dominate do not fear change right um and i don't fear that i don't, I don't fear what people are going to say i already can i already know what they're going to say <laughs> but i just can't wait to create something different create something new Bring some new elements in the Fear Factory. I can't wait. It. It's still going to be aggressive. It's still going to be ripping. I mean, look at my track record. Look at all the records I've done. The, what, Divine Heresy is like pop rock? Hell no. That's just brutal. Asesino? That's just fucking death metal in Spanish. It's grind, you know, grindcore death metal. I put out two records. That, you know, everything I do is going to be brutal. Look at my other band, Brujaria. You know, everything I do is heavy and it's ripping and that's how it's going to be. Right? Regardless of who's singing in the band or not. Excellent, Dino. Thank you, my friend. So let everybody, one more time, guys, if you haven't, make sure you're pre-ordering. Aggression Continuum, it's coming out June 18th. With that, man, so glad I finally got to chat with you, get you off my bucket list. I appreciate it, man. So thank you so much, Dino, for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you very much, and horns up to Metal Sucks. In the roar of an engine, he lost everything.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Disruptor! We are back. 
Wow, that was weird. That was that wow. was William Shatner, and we are back. First wow. song you you liked it? I did. All right, keep it. I'll try. I'll I'll try to Shatner everything. I'll try. I need to fill up my gas tank. Mm. Ah, right. Shat all over it. <laughs> First song you guys heard is off of the new album. <laughs> By Fear Factory. Aggressive Continuum, guys. It's coming out June 18th, like I said. First track you heard is Fuel Injected Suicide Machine. That track is out right now. And the second song, first single, is Disruptor, guys. Make sure you're picking up, pre-ordering the record. Aggressive Continuous is coming out June 18th, guys. So with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are the best. That's all we ask for as a show. We hit you guys up every week. We always try to make sure the interviews are as good as they possibly can, and our banter is always louder than the interviews. Right, Brandon? Mm, always I, louder. I love being loud. Louder. I love it. Yes, and that's worth five stars, mm. in my opinion. I, I think so. And, and your Shatner. And your and and don't mm. forget that I will Shatner you. Anyways, that was mm. a bad Shatner. That I was, blew it. Mm. See what you did? That's like that's like someone walking up to a comedy and be like, oh yeah, a comedian, be like, hey, be funny. Oh, that sh- <laughs> that Shat impression was shit. <laughs> what Anyways. a shitty Shatner. Yeah, what a shitty Shatner. <sighs> So it's always two pats and then one stab in the back uh, from my crew. Hell yeah. <laughs> and with also, guys, thank you for supporting our other podcast, Rise to Offend, the documentary discussion podcast uh, we've been doing forever now. Uh, Chuck mm. Schuldiner from Death is our current uh, topic, and uh, part two hopefully will come out this week. I'm 99% sure it will because I've got about 40 minutes edited, so I should be able to get the rest of it done. Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. And then part three, probably two weeks after that. But the point is, is that that's our, that's our, that's our guy right now. Part one is out right now. You love death? Come come learn the story of Chuck Schuldiner. Come learn. Come learn. It's a it's a great episode. And uh, we've done many metal people. Odorous, Phil Anselmo, yada yada, Peter Steele. Keep going. We've done it all. So make sure you guys are checking out Rise to Offend or other podcasts. And with that, until next week, my friends, don't jack off on camera to randos if you're in a metal band the metal sucks podcast is signing off